Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Music. Uh, last episode we had Dylan and we talked about The Strokes' debut album, Is This It? So in this episode we're going to be talking about their follow-up album, Room on Fire. Then we'll talk a little bit about their third album, First Impressions of the Earth. Followed up by just a little bit of what happened at the end of their career. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about music. Let's talk about music. So I so okay, we're gonna start with Room of Fire now. This came out 2003, so two years after their debut album. And I know, I know you and I have a lot of opinions about this album. <laughs> uh, my first one is I, I just I don't like this first song here. I yeah, I don't know why, but I just don't like it. His voice sounds worn out. <laughs> but, but it always kind of sounds like that, you know? Like, he always kind of, you know, I, I, I really don't. He, he definitely didn't take care of his voice. He was probably, like, smoking and drinking a lot at the, around this time. Yeah. The weird thing about this album is I had this weird belief that every song was better than the last almost not completely really wow not completely okay there's some okay. there's some peaks there's some peaks okay. but okay. like but it evolves in an interesting unfolding where like especially like the last seven songs are just like this upward rise type thing these first couple of songs i i i just i know you love reptilia yes i do i do love reptilia but i was still confused because like this like i don't think they found their footing yet in these first four songs until they get to you talk way too much and this is my belief but as soon as you talk way too much hits it's like the car just goes and you just get like amazing song after amazing song after amazing song after amazing song and then but I think that's yeah. that's the way you do it. Like like mm. like if you if you want like a I, th- I feel like they wanted cult fans. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to be a big band, and this is like a little mm-hmm. bit of a response mm-hmm. to the first album. Mm-hmm. And they set it up so like it's it's all that way that you have to get through the album to get through the the mm-hmm. magic type. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like it's I'll... not front stacked. It's not front I'll... stacked. Mm-hmm. yeah and i was i was gonna say i feel like uh this first these first couple of songs these first three songs especially are kind of indicative of where they were heading with first impressions right like listen to this part here like it sounds like something off first impressions uh right here Right? Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, this... 
it's arguably the worst song on the album, but I still like it. But I, I do love an album and just how it it kind of builds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, ju- I just wish, like, if they started with Reptilia, I think that would have been much stronger. Like, I just feel like Reptilia would have made more sense as the first single because it still has that intro with the one to four chord progression that they loved using for Is This It. Uh, and it still has that like manic energy that you and I both love from Is This It. Um, but it's, yeah, definitely much more weirder and chaotic. Like it, do- it doesn't even have a chorus, you know? So I, f- I feel like they thought it was too risky at the time, but I think it would have been much better as the first single than is uh, than uh, twelve fifty one. There's nothing quite like Reptilia on on is the same on any on any other album. Oh uh, yeah, anything right? Right? It's that's a weird song. That's a very unconventional song. Yeah. So. And so is automatic yeah. stop. Automatic stops very unconventional. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. But this is like I I just don't know. Like this is like like a b-side off first impressions or something i I don't know like you know it's just it's just it's just it didn't like it doesn't have that charm that the first album had and it's a little confusing it sounds bitter it sounds like a bitter song to me okay like like lyrically lyrically okay and musically okay that's fair and That's emotionally, fair. and emotionally, it feels bitter. Yeah, but you know, why not put that over here, right? Because these songs are kind of bitter uh, in in terms of their emotion, right? So I feel like this but it would ruin that upward momentum. I feel like they wanted true, upward true. momentum. True. Like, yeah. To me, that's like I agree my favorite that. thing when I'm listening an album, and like it just like. Like a lot of my favorite albums, it just keeps getting better. And you're like, holy shit, how can I get better than this? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I know like tone is important to start. Yeah. But like something about like, I don't know, to me, yeah, maybe I'm biased because I just have a big, uh, I don't know, a big boner for a strong opening or, or just, the, or like, the, okay, it doesn't have to be like a strong opener. Like, it's just, I think your first song has to, it, it kind of, it has to, it, it says a lot about the album. It's, it's very indicative of what's coming up, right? Like, uh, like for example, uh, I love everything in its right place, right? It's like, okay, we're not doing the guitar work anymore. We're going in this direction with like synths and stuff. Uh, and it just sets the tone for like the whole album, you know. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That, that's my that's and, that's and my I do opinion. like that album more. I do like Kid A more than than any Strokes album. But but like um, and, and there's so many ways to set up. Like like in my opinion, and not everybody agrees with this. Everything is right place is like is great. And Kid A is even more like holy shit, like mm-hmm. like it, it just blows my mind how great yeah. that intro is and how much yeah. how well that song flows. Yes, yeah, I agree with you. But can you imagine if they started the album with Kid A rather than everything in its right place? 
Oh yeah. But, right? but I feel like I feel like <laughs> yeah. the method, like say the Beatles yeah. with like tax men. Yes. Yeah. Like like I feel like that's a great the, opener. The method was like, let's give a first song huge, second song a little bit back. Okay. But, yeah. But there's just so many different ways to do it to mm-hmm. keep people on their toes. But I understand what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. like like if you're listening and the first song doesn't grab you, yeah, you disconnect. And I understand that. I understand that. But but it's not necessarily even grab. It's just yeah, grabbing helps. But I think it needs to be. You kind of it's kind of for shadow. Sorry, what? Moody. Uh, it could be like as long as it's like what I mean is like you you, you want to foreshadow what's going to Open be the coming. Book. Yeah. Either yeah, either catch your attention from the beginning, grab you by the balls, or 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 you're foreshadowing what what's to come. You know, and you I know think I always I, felt I always yeah, felt so. that this song was like h- how the story starts. Like like okay. the first line is "I want to be forgotten," but <laughs> but I'm not saying like that excuses it, and I'm not saying this. Is a- <laughs> okay, I get I get your point. Yeah, I'm not it. saying this excuses it. And I, yeah. and I don't and I don't think both either of the first two albums are perfect. Yeah, I get your point. Yeah. But 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 like yeah, like like it's not my it's my least favorite song on the album. I think I yeah. do like 1251 more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know any of these first four would have been a good opener. Um I think for, I think we're telling like I would like wouldn't you like wouldn't this be cool if the album just started like this like okay can we hear the beginning of automatic oh. stop in twelve fifty one and okay this is weird it takes like a couple of seconds and yeah and I, I think this was the way that they had it on the album it took like a couple of seconds before the song started and that usually means. It, the float of the songs together is not so good. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's so It's um. I, I hear what you're saying. Like, the flow is not great at the beginning. Yeah. This is a bold song, in my opinion. It, it is. It is. The yeah. most bold songs beyond the first song are at the beginning of the album. Mm, yeah. 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 And then under control, I guess. I'm, I'm really glad... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, this 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 guitar track is recorded so cleanly. Yeah. You know? Cleaner than anything else. It's like, so right? intricate. Yeah. Like Like you have to be listening to each other but you're all doing something completely different. Like, yeah. And then this part. Oh, the guitar line. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Already, anything, everything in this first minute is already more complicated than anything on uh, 
is the same. And so many changes. Yeah. Even the second time around, they're changing it. Yeah. Not your friend. I never was. <laughs> and you, you don't like twelve fifty one, right? I feel like it's no. It's very, it's very flat for the strokes. It's very flat for the strokes. But yeah, I like it. but it's very flat. Yeah, and I. But I do think, think it's the second worst on the album too. Yeah, and I think it's part of why. There was a lot of criticism for this album. Oh, because it's the first single. Yeah, it was the first single, and like it just did not have that charm. They did this really well with their first. With is this it? Is uh, their singles were very. Uh, you could like, kind of dance to it. There was a dance vibe going. You could dance to last night. You can dance to someday, but you the cannot were dance. Simple. Yeah, and they yeah, stayed. Exactly. Then they stayed kind of that way. You you cannot dance to this. Like, it's a cool video though. It's a cool video. Let's watch the video. It's a cool video. I'll give him. I'm kind of glad that like you know, looking at the 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 how many listens like each song has on the album. I'm glad that people remember this Reptilia more than 1251. But that's I don't know what would have happened if um rock band didn't promote yeah. Reptilia yeah. though. That's true. That yeah, that game did wonders for this this song. It was such a fun song to play on rock band. It like come to think of it, like it really didn't get it didn't get like any play on the radio. It didn't get any play on much music. Uh if that was first yeah. it might have it might have. Yeah, may, yeah, but it's like wow. I just can't believe, like, I think, like, as soon as this was received really poorly, like, I, th- I think it didn't, it, it, like, charted, like, really poorly. As soon as they found that out, they, like, just, like, gave up on this band. It's a hard-to-market <laughs> album because yeah. it's not, like, as verse-chorus-verse verse as, the, as the first album, too. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, that does exist, but it's, like, the hooks are... Yeah. They're not as... They're different. There, there, there's more of them, but they're not as big. Yeah, yeah, and the the rhythms are more complicated. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like I, re- I remember like listening to this when I was, I was still very young. Right? I think it was like and harder 12. to sing along with. Harder to sing along with. Mm. Like I remember, I, I think I was twelve, and like I still listened to this song, but I just remember it. It definitely it gave me a different vibe compared to uh last night or, or someday it's a very different vibe it was like kind of like futuristic like you know um it's the only song with synths yeah. i think from the first two albums i th- it's it's weird i think it's like i think it's valenzi playing that very synth like line but yeah it does it's so modified that it sounds like a, a synth here let's listen to it and it has the claps, the hand claps. 
Oh yeah. Bop 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 bop. See, it still has that one four progression, but it's it's just it's just so it's slower. just so boring. Like yeah, it's slower. It's slower and it's like I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But but yeah, I do like, remember that that line that Valenzi's playing. It stuck out. I wonder if you would like it if it was at like 1.25 speed on YouTube. Let's see. Let's see that. So this is one 1.25 speed. <laughs> 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 it's pretty good. <laughs> it's catchier for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like the the hooks are bigger yeah, because it's yeah. faster. Yeah, and and like they would have to arrange it a little differently, but. Yeah, like I think if they aimed for a faster tempo song for this, just changed it, you know, yeah, arranged it a little different, I think it would have sold better, my opinion. I remember seeing Valencia, I was like, wow, this is like, this was such a cool style. Like, I wanted to look like this, you know, the, the, the ripped jeans and the, like this cool, cool striped dress shirt and then his hair, like, you know, covering his face. I, I thought that was such a cool look. He was the most nonchalant. <laughs> they all kind of are. I mean, like, look, yeah. look at him. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> he he probably has the most movement. Uh, Albert probably has the most movement uh, when he's playing. Like, yep. there's there's. Yeah, there's like a groove to his playing, but he's he's just very so focused on what he's doing on the guitar. And I thought that was kind of cool because I've never seen a guitarist and not really moving or doing anything else. It it is kind of shook shooking almost. He's <laughs> kind of robotic. Yeah, yeah. Like like it's like an android yeah. playing. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember yeah. this. I remember when this came out. Yeah. And I was so excited. I was dating somebody and it was mm-hmm. one of her favorite bands and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it came out and we both liked it, but, yeah. but it was like, I wonder what else is in store for us. So it was, yeah. it was exciting as a fan to anticipate. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Like, like yeah. they're like, they're, they're bringing stuff that's different to the table. Yeah. But like so i think it was just too much you know you know how we say that we feel like first impressions was just a too sudden of a change right and i think this was too sudden of a change too right because right in the first like videos like you were paying tribute to like 70s stuff right you had like the leather jackets and and and, and the jeans and this is jackets Tron. yeah exactly so it's like stick with that theme right if you're going for a futuristic spacey sound then you got to stick with that all the way but like there's not any other song on the album that has the spacey 
futuristic theme, you know? So it was just, it was just a, like a misdirection. And so I feel like people got confused. Yeah. And you're right. You're right about like how Valenzi kind of looks like a, like an Android. And I think that's what I liked about it. Cause like, I'm a bit of an Android too. <laughs> it's cool. I, you know what? Science fiction movies are interesting because almost always when they have an Android, it's the most interesting character in the movie. The yeah. Androids have more personality than the humans. It's, it's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. Like but, St- Star Trek talked a bit about that too, right? Like Star Trek, like yeah. like Blade Runner, like yeah, yeah. Um, even Interstellar. I remember being mm-hmm. like, I know lots of people loved it. I I thought it was mostly boring, but I loved the androids or the robot characters. Okay, yeah, so that's that's funny. Yeah, like you said, it's a statement like robots are gonna have more personality than humans in in the future. <laughs> We're almost, they were, they're like, human beings are depressed a lot in the future. Yeah, I I think they made a good prediction. (laughs) That's where we're heading at, for sure. (laughs) With our phones. It's it's beautifully blue. The color scheme's great. So Tron, like what? I, yeah, I don't, so confused by this, this video. Like, I don't. No, like they, I think they really should have, they shouldn't have. But under control is the most easy to do 70s, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been a risk too, for sure, if you made that a single. And it's also, what do you follow that up with? Like, I love that one and I wanted that a single, but what do you follow it up with? Yeah, I'm sure there's a Reddit thread for making "Under Control" a single, or, or like you know, how would it have done yeah. as a single? And who knows? You know, maybe it would have been received well. Maybe it would have received poorly. Okay, this bridge is kind of cool. Though. This is the coolest part of the song, right here. And it, tur- it turns, yeah, and it turns red. So that was that's kind of cool. But everything else in the song is just so lame. You like the part that builds. Uh, yeah, this part, right? It speeds up a bit, too. Yeah, I love I love this line. Yeah, I love the line. That's such a cool melody. Love that melody. It's not a pop song, for sure. No, no. <laughs> can, like, can you imagine like giving this melody to a pop artist and be like, okay, make a song out of this. How do you turn that into a pop song? <laughs> I, this could definitely be like the music's poppier than the, the vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I don't think we were ready for that, especially not in the 2000s, where we're all hyper-focused on the vocals. I wonder if they market-tested this album and every song that could have been a potential single failed miserably, and they're just like, fuck it, this one. 
<laughs> Possible. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could see every song in a test group failing miserably. It's the safest one. It's the safest one, but like... Yeah, sometimes the safe but one... The f- the flow this album, I know it's coming next all the time. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know as soon as the song picks up, the whole album picks up and it never stops. Dim, 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 yeah. Dim, dim. yeah. But every song, every song, I just know what's next because I feel like the flow is good. Yeah. Yeah. Love that guitar line. The, the tones are so great. Love the bass. The bass is kind of like a like like Beach Boys. And and this solo is one of their most melodic for me. And he's more manic again. I, I, I never noticed how Beach Boys doesn't, doesn't this verse remind you of Beach Boys? You know, like one of the one of the surf songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even a bit earlier too, like yeah. this than surfs up, but like, yeah, like po- post um Brian Wilson just yeah. just when he left. Yeah. That's yeah. Like like you see you see how like his vocals here go down, right? So but but then the guitar goes up. Right? So they're covering like a wider spectrum of like yeah, of pitches. The like, guitar is like, rarely they don't interfere with his voice anymore. Yeah, right? And you, yeah, and it's clear, right? That makes it more interesting, right? When you don't have overlap. Uh and right, and that takes a, a you really have to takes a good songwriter to be able to pull that off, right? Right, right here. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's so cool. Oh maybe and I love the flow, and, yeah. and this is gonna flow into yeah. the next song so well. Yeah, yep. It never it stops flowing. Yeah, never stops. As soon as it hits the song,
and 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 this is so much more crafted than anything on is this it mm-hmm. yeah yeah and again i think it gets even more complicated as it goes on yeah oh i think automatic stop and reptilia yeah yeah might be the co- sure. most complicated but any it's hard to say they're just sure. not those not just not the first and fourth song yeah yeah And this is such a good pace, change in pace. I think the last song might have been the end of the first side. Yeah. And this song. I, yeah. The bass line coming up is so good. Yeah. I love I, the bass line to this yeah. song. Yeah. I I just remember like them it's like I'm always interested in the instrumentation in this song. Like I always forget what the chorus sounds like, but like I just know I'm just intrigued the whole way through. You're like following along. You're, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a ride. Yeah, and and that's what, and, and that's what like what I think was missing in the first like four songs, right? These two songs, it's like they they, it's really obvious like where it's well, going, but it's still interesting. It's still. I think in, like yeah. Don't you know like with albums how it's like side A and side B and like a lot of bands they stack the side A, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and then they. There's like the side A is like a lot better in many people's minds than the side B. Yeah. Yeah. So this album, if they flipped it and Between Love and Hate was the first song, I think people would be able to stomach it better. Okay. If they just started off with this? Like the second side is the first side and the first side is the second side type. Interesting. Because people don't care about the second side. Hmm. I wonder, I wonder what that'd be tough though starting an album like this though uh starting out uh ah, that could work yeah it could work okay yeah. yeah it's a good intro yeah it could work yeah yeah i never noticed how many different parts there were in this song i always knew this was a great song but it's ever changing yeah yeah. Every two bars, you have something new coming yeah. in. And then there's two changes before it even gets to the chorus. Right, there's this. This is great. This would have been a good single, actually. Maybe. And then, and then the, dun, dun, dun. I love oh. this change. Yeah, look at this change. What a great change. Just asked you not to sing along with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hilarious. And then, and then this guitar solo. It's interesting. Yeah. I love how calm, love how calm and serene he is when when the second verse comes around. And that drum hit and bass 
Like yeah. it floats so well. Yeah. 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 The bass. Like, like sometimes less is good, right? And like they took away a few things, like this verse compared to the first verse, right? There's like a little less, and yeah. that's what makes this verse stand out, right? Because because all the other, huh? It's always changing. Yeah, they're never repeating themselves mm-hmm. in and this like, song. Like all the other bands, like around this time, it was like always like more, more. What can I do to add to this part? And, and make it more ADD friendly, but sometimes you gotta take it away, and then right, less is more sometimes. I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. <laughs> it's Baladine. Too bad Frank Sinatra was not alive. Yes. There's such a great balance. There's like three distinct like melodies going on and it's like there's such a balance between all three like love the sudden end before it lingers too much oh my gosh i think this might be my favorite song on the album uh meet me in the bathroom god i love this song Love this guitar part.
last all the songs from five onward are just yeah so fun. I, I know and yeah and that's what makes it even more magical is and, and then it leads into under control oh my god and and what a perfect intro oh under control is such a god. good intro da, da, da. so yeah, memorable can, can we just talk i, I just want to show you a video where um this the the guy breaks down the guitar parts I think that's another reason why I love the. It's another reason why I love the second album so much is that it's such a good balance of all the instruments. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm starting, like, for for a long time, it was very hard for me to to like it more than Is This It, just because of how much of an impact like Is This It had on me uh, at that age. But yeah, the yelling is fun. The yelling is so much fun. Yes. But definitely much more constructed, much more constructed uh, in this this album. Like again, like a more of that right that that stroke signature thing. He's holding. Um, it's a beautiful. He's holding chord. a he's ho- holding a B note, right? But changing. So there's, so these are uh, double stops, right? So he's holding a B note on the top. He's changing the note underneath it. Imagine a choir singing this. Yeah, yeah. Like those yeah. chords. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to might have to slow it down a little, right? Take a, so that it's not so much about rock and roll, right? But yeah, you slow it down a little. I can see it. Love that that slide. Like and that's emulating, that's supporting what he's singing with the melody, right? Then that don't mean much, right? So, so the guitar, right, supporting that perfectly at the end there. Like it's that's such yeah. great songwriting. That is incredible songwriting. And one of my favorite lyrics of uh, this song is. You you trained me not to love after you taught me what it was. Love that line. 
And I think that's the magic of of all of them. They can be simple, they can be complicated, and they can switch it. I feel like want. the drummer is always pretty simple, but but that's a good thing. That's mm-hmm. the, you need you need somebody mm-hmm. you need somebody to not ever be a, sh- a showy person, like, like some a foundation. You need a foundation. There's moments in in first impressions. I think he there's moments where he shines, like in uh, uh, Vision of Division, uh, and even some of those fills in in the chorus of "You You Only Live Once." Just, yeah, just these moments yeah. where he shines. Yeah. You love this song. I know you love this song. Yeah, I do. I, I I think it's just such a classic. It sounds timeless. It's just a great combination of like, uh, it's like you know, sixties, that sixties sound, early to mid sixties. Yeah, and my dad like loved that stuff. And you said like a bit of like reggae too, right? Like that. Laid back. There's something about it. I think like that yeah. the slides and like yeah maybe even the drum rhythm yeah and it's kind of sexy and the strokes are rarely sexy <laughs> never thought of it that way interesting They're so cautious of never being. Well, sometimes they, yeah, especially in first impressions, like they, they can be cheesy. But I think, especially these first two albums, they never cheesed it up too much. They were always very careful about over cheesing it. And I, I respect that. It's catchy. Yeah. I think I think this is one song where where they could have milked his vocals and put it like above everything yeah. else yeah yeah they could have boosted it yeah they, they could have sent it made it sound more full too yeah yeah like even more bass yeah 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 make it sexier yeah 
and you know you're saying they're t- tasteful. Like this might be their mo- one of their most tasteful songs. Too. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. They've definitely never done anything quite like this, and they never did afterwards. It could be a slow dance song. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. how he pushed that at the end it was his like highest full yeah. voice and at his, his lowest yeah. at the yeah. same line yeah that's not it's not easy to hit that clean i think that's like near his tip of his range at the time you're under control and he drops it like all, all the way down to his lowest there mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah we can just look a little bit of the guitar play that's going on some great guitar play yeah that the the folding hands right like it's just so perfectly fits together yeah see they're doing the same chords here but different inversions right so they're covering a wider spectrum of pitches and stuff right yeah Love this part. It's like such great changes, like within within both parts, right? And it's like, and it just like fluctuates, like perfectly together like yeah what so the next one is which one again uh i love this one the, the way it is i love that this, <laughs> oh sorry this might be the most similar to any song on the first album you're right you're right yeah and i love i love it it has it has the it's the most rambunctious yeah it's the most yeah. rambunctious song that's like yeah that's a good word for it i love that crazy guitar tone that like i think valenzi's playing yeah and it's done like in such an annoying way it's like a like a kid like nagging at you it's it's like it seems like a song of frustration for sure yeah yeah and and there's so much aggression jaded you feel you feel jaded (laughs) those drums are recorded so poorly (laughs) like listen to that like (laughs) <laughs> I love it. It gives them energy. They don't care. This is like a guitar tone. <laughs> And it's it's foreshadowing 
a later part. Yeah. Oh, how crazy and chaotic it sounds. It's about to kick up. Love the baseline here. And that that's so cool too. That's so cool. Pull pull away for like three seconds. Right here. Back. Yeah. How cool is that? Like uh, Yeah, but yeah. And then you're on to a new part. Love that. He sneaks in like short segments like five three to five six seconds of- it was like a post chorus yeah it was like a post chorus yeah. just yeah. just for a line yeah and he uses them in a way that like transitions like from one part to another right and like not many people not many bands do that you know yeah not, I, I never hear that another reason why the album wasn't popular <laughs> 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 there's a couple there's a couple reasons <laughs> oh what a bass part man. Do, 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 do. it's like you can almost hear the pain in that guitar line I love that line too. When the day is over, I'm sober again. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a that's such a Julie Casablanca's line. He loves talking. He loves talking about dates. Yeah. And and yeah and 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 drinking for sure. <laughs> See, it's like it's very interesting. It's like it's recorded so poorly, but like it's still the parts are still very clear and distinct. Well, it's going know? for like that vibe of like lo- lo-fi is the wrong word, but like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's 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 trying to sound energetic. Mm, yeah, and and mm-hmm. by distorting it, it's kind of giving it more energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like that voice right now. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, a lot of people always say like compression. They they think yeah, they think they put like distortion on his mic, but then they're surprised like when they see that he sounds like that live too, right? So it's like yeah, it's really like I don't know how much of an effect like the, you you know like how much the mic effects like play into into it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That, that I love, always. I love the passion. I love the passion. Right yeah. Now.
This is very sad as well. Yeah, I was I was I wanted to talk about any any songs where like you really like like his lyrics on this album. I think the one I like the lyrics the most of, the one that always affected me the most is the B side. I'll oh. try anything once. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's the one that always like. Yeah. And and there's another B side. Like I like their B side lyrics better. Yeah. Which is called like like old fashioned. Uh, oh modern, yeah, modern men, young women, or something. Or, modern girls. Mo- yeah. Mo- uh, old fashioned men. men. Yeah. And he and he's saying that with his like girlfriend at the time, right, or something. It's Virginia. She's really good. Yeah. She's a fun one, hmm. like for like making music interesting. Yeah. The the lyrics in "I'll Try Anything Once," right? They're just like he says a different, different things. It's like he keeps different. he keeps he keeps some of the things in in "You Only Live Once," right? Like some of the lyrics. no, almost none. I think just oh, only okay. "Simmer Down," "Shut Me Up." I think that's oh, it. Oh, okay. So like the verses are all different, right? He says different things. And the things. bridge too. It's just the choruses yeah. are the same. Yeah, yeah. What do you like about the changes he made into the lyrics for I'll Try Anything But Once versus You Only Live Once? Oh man, like for some weird reason, it breaks my heart. The, uh, but probably because of the actual sound of it too and the way he sings it. But... It's like I relate to it for some reason. Those words just like strike a chord in my heart. Um, just the way he sees the world in this song. Mm-hmm. But it's it's more. I I guess like it sounds more truthful, but maybe not. Maybe that was just my perspective at the time. But I feel like they're both interesting lyrics. I do like both the lyrics, but they are very different. More personal, more more personal, yeah, and, and more sad, <laughs> more sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He keeps it more like universal, general. In you only live once. I, I like seven reasons to drop out. That's one of my favorites. Uh, seven ways to get ahead and seven reasons to drop out. Yeah, yeah. Ten decisions shape your life. You'll be aware of five of them. You're aware of half of the most important decisions yeah. that you make in your life. Yeah, that's that's a good lyric. Either you're noticed or left out. But yeah, like I think I was a kid that didn't really accept myself. And, um, you know, it's... it's yeah, me neither. So I related to this. Did, did you ever listen to uh, Haim's version? I, I, lo- I love Haim's cover of this. I just think it's a beautiful song. I think it it's, it still might be my favorite Julian Casablanca song. Can we can we put it on just for this one's for Sarah because I know she's going to listen to this. So I, I actually do like you know I have a fascination with women singing stroke songs. <laughs> a fetish. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. Just, I'm kidding. I honestly just think his voice, his melodies are so beautifully sung when it's sung by women. It, it gives it yeah. such a different feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Love the piano. The piano in this. Ten decisions shape your life. 
She's such a beautiful voice. It's very unique. When I said I can see me in your eyes, and you said I can She's see really me in your bed. She could be like soft with her voice. She could be sharp and loud with her voice. She can be deep with her voice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There is a time when we all fail. Some people take it pretty well. Some take it out all on themselves. Some they just take it out on friends. Oh, everybody plays the game. And if you don't, you called it insane. to see you one more time that's when you were born baby in 
Well, you only live once is like he sees that's the way the world is and is kind of giving up on it. Yeah. This one is like he doesn't like the way the world is, Mm. but he's not Mm. giving up on it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good way. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Never thought of it that way. Um, so yeah, we we talked a lot about this album, and uh, I it's guess an epic album too. <laughs> I guess the common consensus is just just needed definitely needed some editing, for sure. Uh, the songs were much longer; uh, it's like four four minutes and a half, uh, some three minutes, but. Yeah, I don't think they had like four minute and a half songs in the first two albums. It's more, it sounds more perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a little like clearer and um, more politely polished. Mm-hmm. That's not why, what I, the problems I have with it is just that sometimes it's cheesy to me my opinion is that i feel like they were very conflicted um there was definitely like an identity crisis like okay we want to try something new right because because you told me that like you've heard him in interviews uh like defend room under fire right because a lot of people criticized it for being a weaker is this it right so i think he was like okay fuck you guys (laughs) let's go (laughs) let's just go with a complete new sound and a complete new direction uh and so yeah it was definitely a risk glad i'm glad they tried something oh yeah but yeah just very inconsistent it kind of lost its lost its charm i think that's a very important thing and i'll stand by it i feel like they lost the charm that the first two albums had and but they tried a, a, something else uh yeah i don't want to go through you only live once has uh, some charm yes yes and that's why i think it's arguably one of the best songs on the album and one of the f- best songs to play for somebody where you're like you know this is the strokes type thing yeah for sure yeah i don't think there's any point in us like being critical about what they could have done differently i don't think you know let's it's more the good yeah let's look let's look for the good things and i know i know you hate juice box just the beginning yeah but i think i think it's their most manic song by far it's very sour it's that lydian or whatever or locrian sorry yeah there's moments yeah very very interesting melody uh you you know i i I see what you mean by the cheese this sounds like like a batman music theme or something you know like batman's about to hit someone in the face and then they go flying and then it says kapow in in big bubbles you know that that's what i get when i hear this or or they're like running to the batmobile or something (laughs) yeah you know, like some some Marvel shit, like, and it goes on for so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody sees me. 
He's actually pushed stuff in the mix. I remember, I remember, I remember singing this at karaoke, uh, and I remember like this dude was like, "Oh, cool, yeah, I like uh, like how you pushed your voice like in in the in the chorus part." Like he didn't know the song. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, you know, you don't hear like someone pushing the voice like that and singing like that. You don't hear that too often." Yeah, definitely moments on this album where they pushed the cheese, I think, just a little too hard. Uh, yeah. For example, um, here, this, this could almost be a Weezer song. Listen to this. I, I can almost imagine like Rivers Kumo like singing over this. It reminds me of Dope Nose a bit, and maybe like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe something off the yeah. Blue Album, even, but not quite. But yeah, yeah. But it's it's um when Weezer was doing it, they're still trying things. Yeah. And when Strokes were doing it, yeah, like it sounded like they're, I don't know, like it just just doesn't. I don't know. This sucks. I'm just not on the same page with them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I guess because you know expectations yeah. and being a fan. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe if I had my perspective ch- changed and mm. didn't know it was the Strokes, maybe I could have appreciated it more. But I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely sucks. You know, like I'm guilty of it too. You know, like you hold them to like such a high regard, right? Uh, and then. And then, and then, and then, you know, when they're going through an identity crisis, and 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 they and there was a lot of dysfunction in the band, as we talked about earlier. Uh, you know, like he mentioned in an interview, like that that this hiatus after this album was like so necessary because he was just so like burnt out from like touring and all the drinking and drugs. Yeah. So, yeah. What I would say to people like listening in case they're fans of the album is that I I like every song, but just there's some decisions that were just a little too cheesy for me. Yeah. And you definitely could have used some editing. I think like um, you know, uh Hail to the Thief by Radiohead, like I can has that had that same criticism too. Just too just a little like two or three too many songs and definitely could have cut off you know like what like 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 seven eight nine ten minutes yeah but it's more for me it's more parts of songs than actual songs Mm, okay okay like Um, i think there's i don't know if there's any song that's like crap from beginning to end Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like like yeah. almost half the songs have a section I'm like, ah, what are you doing? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, like this song, if it just came in without that cheesy intro, like, uh, right, and, th- and these intros are like 25 seconds, you know, they're, they're not sh- short, they're not really short, right? Some are even longer, <laughs> yeah, so 
Yes, the intro, intros and interludes of some songs. Chorus. I, I, can't, I feel like, oh, the chorus is just a little... That melody, so cheesy. Like, oh, that's so cliche. Oh, that is such a pop cliche. Like, I feel sick to my stomach hearing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the first impressions lovers. But, yeah, I don't know. I was there. I can't. I, can't. I just can't. <laughs> Remember when we went to that dance party, the Strokes dance party? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Everybody in the audience was not everybody, but the biggest amount of people were singing along to this song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Was it was that at um was that at Sneaky D's? Yeah, but I was surprised. I was surprised that people revered it. It's it stands out. It stands out. It's a beautiful melody. Yeah, it's still it has that it has that Strokes charm. It's a little cheesy, but it has that Strokes charm. So I guess it doesn't make it cheesy. It's a good drinking song. <laughs> the I- Irish. The Irish. Yeah. Yeah, there's some of that on this. I love this phrasing of that word. It's such a weird, like, what instrument is that? He's really savoring his vocals in this. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. Don't be a coconut. God is trying to talk to you. <laughs> I love his vocal performance. Very Lou Reed. Very Lou Reed here. Very Lou Reed. I think this was one of their favorites. Like, I think there's a lot on here that they didn't like. Just, just like how uh, there's a lot of "Hail to the Thief" that Radiohead didn't like. Um, but I think "You Only Live Once" and "In Eyes of the World." I think they do like because they still play this song, right? Like even even when we uh, saw them in their reunion concert, they played it, and he played it even when he was with the Voids. Cool. That was really cool. And, and the crowd loved it when he played uh, this with the voids. Arguably don't like the intro, but but it's it's beautiful after that. Yeah. I think they just overdid it. They overdid it with the intros. They, they had like good like short random intros in is this it and yeah and then and, and room on fire too like so short and so like unnoticeable that like 
you might not even remember it. Like that, that's how good it is, right? But these, it's like you remember it, but not in a good way, not in a tasteful way. <laughs> it's yeah. It doesn't suit the song a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. I think Fab was trying with like some cool rhythms. Like he wouldn't play a rhythm like this in in any of the first two albums. You're right. So they, I think they were they were pushing. I, I appreciate the fact that they were trying something new, for sure. But it was just like you said, like just a very sudden change in everything. Like. Everything, the way it was produced, their approach. But but for me, I think it's just that sh- instrumental show off. Not even show off, but like there's instrumental sections that don't fit the song, and I'm always like, yeah, why? Okay. It's not. It's like it's like seven minutes, but there's just some parts that don't seem cohesive to the song or or necessary to the song. Hmm. What about this part? Do you think? This part adds. This this part, this part does this part add anything to the song? It does remind me of Weezer a little bit, but but it's okay. It doesn't bug me. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I see it now. I didn't. Yeah, I see it. I see it. That's so jazz. <laughs> That's so jazz. To me, it's like a it's like a vocal warm up, you know, like a like a. That's the way I see it. Just like when music was born and detached from your heart, is your free time to free minds or for for falling apart? <laughs> he, was, he was very depressed here. <laughs> Yeah, let's. Uh, I, I, <laughs> we should wrap this up soon. Yeah, I'm We've tired for, I, I've for been, a while. I've huh? been. Uh, I'm tired now. I'm. I'm exhausted. Oh, because the first impressions just just uh, drained the rest of your soul, the soul out of you. 
Maybe. <laughs> yeah, and they came back, right? So they took a four, what was it, four-year hiatus. And they came back. And like you said, they're like these first two songs here, it's like, you know, it was clear that they were trying to bring back that like stroke sound 10 years ago and 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 you know make a comeback but but yeah just kind of very dysfunctional like the way that they recorded it uh i read uh i read somewhere that valenzi just hated the whole process the album took more than two years this is how dysfunctional it took them two years to materialize with the band recording live demos of 18 songs before heading into Avatar Studios in New York with producer Joe Ciccarelli but without Casablanca's yeah so I heard that like he distanced himself like he didn't even go into like you know the studio with the rest of the band and he like emailed his vocal tracks to the rest of the band and he, I think he just wanted, yeah, the the others to contribute more and to have more of a say in things. That's what I heard from his side. But but Valenzi didn't appreciate it. He found the whole experience deeply dissatisfying. I won't do the next album if we make it like this. No way. It was awful. Just awful. Working in a fractured way. Not having a singer there. I'd show up certain days and do guitar takes by myself, just me and the engineer. He added that most of Casablanca's ideas and suggestions were written in really, in quotes, in really vague terms and then sent to the band by email, leaving the others without much to go on. In an interview with Pitchfork, Casablanca stated, when I'm there, people might wait for me to say something. I think it took me being a little mute to force the initiative. So, yeah. Very and they, dysfunctional. And they went back to their album length with the next two albums that people are used to and comfortable with. But I, I yeah, for some reason, I never really got back into them. But I do love some songs, kind of. But I do think there's some good songwriting there and some good musicianship. And some good songs. Mm -hmm. I think think this was one of my favorite. We don't have to get into it. Uh, Life is simple in the moonlight. Uh, Apparently, they recorded that, ported that with Joe Ciccarelli, and he's worked with you two and the White Stripes. Um, But so so they came up with a lot of material, but most of the original material was scrapped. Uh, They didn't like it in the end. And this was the only track that held over from those original sessions that they kept. And then the other tracks, they ended up uh, recording it with their original engineer, Gus Alberg. Alberg. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so I think we covered... Uh, oh, just one, one, one little thing before we go. I was playing one of the songs on Is This It? And I was just like, hey, wait a minute. Like, I feel like... This reminded me of all these things that I've done by the killers, you know, and so I was like, why not just try speeding it up by 1.5 and see if it sounds like the strokes. Lo and behold, it sounded like the strokes.
There you go. Uh, killer sped up by 1.25 ends up being the stroke. 